What's up, PYHT listeners? Cami here. I will be in San Francisco this weekend on the 12th and in Portland on the 13th and Seattle on the 14th. I will also be in D.C. on the 27th of October. That date includes Rhea. I will also be in Denver from the 1st to the 3rd of November. And I will be in St. Louis on November 9th and New York for the New York Comedy Festival performing at the Gramercy Theater on November 10th. I have loved seeing so many of you at my fall tour dates this year. Please, if you haven't gotten tickets yet, head over to CameronEsposito.com slash tour, and I hope to see you very soon. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to you. Cameron Esposito, where the fuck is everyone else? It's very cool to see you. That means you get more show. It's very exciting. They're not here to absorb the energy, and so it's all for you. Each of you. I'll point at you each individually now. You, 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 you. Okay, I won't do this part. It's too many people. The lights. But anyway, you, I see you too. You're seen. You're held. Oh, there's comics in back. Let's hear it for those comics. I've been on the road. I've been touring a bunch lately. I just got back last night at midnight. Um, and so, would you like to hear a great road story? I'll tell it to you. <laughs> there I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Small town, college town. There's one hotel in it. Get in here. I was just about to tell a ghost story from tour. A tour ghost story. There's no ghosts in it. Um <laughs> Hi. I had pointed at everyone in this section and told them that they were welcome, so... Hello. Hello. Um, Oh, all right. I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, doing stand-up comedy. Ann Arbor has one nice hotel in it because it's college town. There's, like, one nice hotel. It's It's a small town, right? But the nice hotel isn't, like that nice. It's a um, Victorian era hotel that's just been continually in use since it was built 100 years ago. That kind of place. (laughs) Where you're like, oh, I can tell that this is the nicest hotel in town. And I also will say, walking in here, I would have been fine with no baby dolls. If you got the information that I wanted there to be baby dolls, let me ask you this question. What portion of my room fee is going to baby doll upkeep? Because you could go ahead and subtract that, and that would be fine with me, because I don't even need these things. It's like a haunted Victorian baby doll hotel. You know, you stayed in the kind where you're like, I hope there's no cribs in my room. I hope nothing in my room is a crib. I don't want to see that crib. Ooh, I don't want it to rock itself at night. So I was in a haunted baby doll hotel. I went to my show. I did a great job. Obviously, very talented person. Really crushed it. Then I went back to the hotel, and I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning, and I went to the free breakfast. Of course I did. I love to go to the free breakfast. Let me tell you a little side information about me. Also, just so you know, so you can understand who I am as a person. 
I like to eat hard-boiled eggs at a gas station. That's me. You know when you see hard-boiled eggs at a gas station and they're kind of warming in the sun as it glints through the window and you think to yourself, who has bought the... Who is, who, who is the person that is buying these little glinting beauties in their bag? Me. I buy them. I love them. I love to eat them. I love to... Oh, I love to eat them. I eat them right up. Delicious protein bombs. I I was walking into a roadside rest on my way from Chicago to Ann Arbor driving. I got myself some coffee. Then I saw, out of the corner of my eyes, them little hard-boiled eggs. I heard their siren song. I approached them. I grabbed them. I held them in my hand. I named them. I had already paid for my coffee, and as I went to the counter to pay for the eggs, the person that was working there left the counter. They went somewhere where I could no longer see them. And I get it. I don't want to work at a roadside rest. Like, I do not want that job. That seems like a tough job. Everybody that you see is having a terrible moment in their life where they really have to go to the bathroom or they need Twizzlers. And you don't want to be in their way for either of those things. So I don't, I don't, I don't not understand why that person left. I waited for a while to see if they came back. And then they didn't come back. So I took those eggs. I stole them. And then I crossed state lines. From Indiana into Michigan. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think I can vote anymore. But... As a follow-up, do we need white women voting? <laughs> yes! No, do it! Don't stifle it! I heard the applause break start. Just keep doing it until they agree. It's a very funny joke! I went on the free breakfast at the Baby Doll Hotel. <laughs> what I saw, it was not a fancy free breakfast. It was the kind of free breakfast that is a bunch of packets of Quaker oatmeal. When I see those, I want to hoard all of them. I take them all. I don't know, I don't know why this reaction happens in me. I see them, I plan for later. I don't know what I think's gonna happen later. I'm gonna dump them dry into my mouth, I guess. <laughs> is what I imagine is going to happen. I'm imagining a scenario. But you, th- but it doesn't matter what I think is going to happen. What happens in the moment when I see them, I lift up my shirt, I tape them all to my body, <laughs> hard-boiled legs fall out. That's the experience. I was gathering packets of oatmeal, and here's, here's what was happening in the room around me. There were like five or eight people seated in the corners, having breakfast. And then in the center of the room was uh, one person eating breakfast alone who was also loudly on FaceTime with no earbuds in. I'm the kind of person, I believe most morality exists in a gray area. If you need eggs, take them. That's me. But I have a, I'm a hard line on FaceTiming with no earbuds on in public. Yeah. 
If I see you and you're doing that, I hope that you know that I know you're going straight to hell <laughs> where you will spend time with the devil, your friend. Because <laughs> you're a demon. You're a terrible demon and a curse to this world. <laughs> and you've done a bad thing and you've sinned. <laughs> so, I saw this person in the middle of the room. I also heard this person in the middle of the room. They were screaming. They were at full volume. The phone turned up, full volume. Everybody else around. Haunted Baby Ho- Doll Hotel. Packets of Quaker oatmeal. Person in the center of the room screaming. And that person was also Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and this is not where I say that it was someone that looked like Alec Baldwin. This was the real Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I know it was him because I um, heard his wife's name uh, and I heard her address. I am I know what it's like when he talks to his wife. I'm a little more famous than Alec and when I am in a hotel breakfast area, I will wear a low baseball hat and full sunglasses. Just get the fuck away from me as the vibe I'm trying to give out. Not Alec. He wants to sit in the center of the room, which is surprising to me because he is, he's famous on two planes like that guy has been facially famous for the entirety of my life but then he's also vocally famous like if you walk into a room and you don't pick up that it's alec baldwin but he's facetiming loudly you will you you could potentially walk past him but you then will immediately go i hear alec baldwin <laughs> i live in los angeles so Sometimes I see people in the entertainment industry. But this was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was enjoying watching other people walk into this breakfast room after I was already inside. Oh, first of all, Alec eats the free breakfast. I just wanted to put that out there. He could own the entire hotel. But he eats the free breakfast. I was enjoying watching everyone else walk into the room and then break their own necks as they did a full backflip, <laughs> clocking what was going on. Fall, just bah! And, um... Wait a minute, how... How haunted is this hotel? I think is the dialogue they're having with themselves. How, how many times did I say Beetlejuice? Did I say three times? Does that make him come? I thought it was the other guy. Where's Gina Davis? Anyway, um... What a weird thing to see. And then just have to live the rest of your life. <laughs> that was a part of tour that was amazing. I also drove, I was driving by myself. I drove between, I think it was in nine or 10 cities in nine or 10 nights. I drove between all of them, uh, solo in the car. Does anyone here like love a car trip? Who's a, who likes to do a car trip? Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes. How do you make it through? Like what's your like, do you have like a system? Like how, like, okay, number one, what are you gonna drink? While you're driving? Smart water. Smart water. First of all, thank you for your branding. I agree. <laughs> Once did a movie with Jennifer Aniston. She has to have that delivered in large pallets because she can't be seen drinking any other kind of water. <laughs> and that's the burden of a water sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> She's calling the hotel. Can you just, no, I know this is a weird request. 
I'm gonna need it to come in through the shower. Okay, you're gonna be drinking smart water. What else are you gonna be doing? What's on the radio? What what what's happening to keep you going through? To keep you to to get you through? Lots of Spotify. Lots of Spotify. What do we? What kind of playlist are we talking about? Black Power, exactly. <laughs> I agree with the sentiment, and I probably shouldn't play that playlist in a car in some situations. Do you know what I mean? If I'm alone, and I'm driving through a neighborhood, and, um, and, it's, and it's just Black Power song after Black Power song, I'm in traffic. I'm imagining a scenario where eventually it's just it's just too many black power songs for a white person to be listening to alone. <laughs> How many songs is that? No, not? None? There's none? There's no amount? You're in the car behind me. You're like, fuck yeah, lady! <laughs> oh, is it that's who's on the black power playlist? Fuck yeah. Who else is on that? Yeah, I want you to pull it up and say their names. No, um... <laughs> I just, I like every, I, first of all, I like your taste. Everything you've said so far is something that I'm like, no, that's the right answer. Um, are you going to be drinking coffee ever during the ride or just like straight up? Oh, okay. Cause, cause I, I thought for sure when you're just like, I'm slugging water, like just to get me through. And then I was surprised, um, by your just like good and healthy choices. Um, okay. Well, I like everything that you're saying. Uh, cool. Thank you for the tips. Does anybody have a weirder tip, like a snack or anything that they need to eat, get them through? Like, um, does anyone here love to uh, eat a bunch of ranch corn nuts, like a whole bag? <laughs> That'll hurt your jaw. <laughs> That'll hurt your jaw after about four, four or eight corn nuts, but you're going to eat the whole bag. <laughs> How else do you keep that jaw so chiseled? <laughs> Just honestly born this way, truly. It's, um, it, lesbians have this. It's true. You're born this way, and when you're baby, they should know from that. It's, it's just a <laughs> sharp jaw. I really don't know why that's true. Does anyone know why that's true? Um, I mean, obviously, like, there's, like, the obviously, like, you know what, I, you know what I'm going to say. There's, like, so much munching. But um, <laughs> I don't even know, like, then in that case, like, I would assume everybody in here would have a sharp jawline. Because we're all munching, right? Everybody here? Okay, great. <laughs> See? I fucking... Is it, was that you with the woo? No. Yes? That was you? I like your attitude. Let's go out. Um, I feel like we've gotten a lot in common. Okay. Well, friends, um, yeah, there's a lot of munch. Look, honestly, I'm killing here. This is where I'm killing. If I had to decide where in the audience, sometimes you're just like, where in the audience am I killing? Killing right here. This zone, fucking crushing. These people that got here a little late, they didn't understand the full power of the Alec Baldwin story because they didn't know that how much I like hard-boiled eggs. And that wasn't really a detail that led to the payoff, but in the middle, it gave you the ability to trust me a little bit more. You thought to yourself, wow, she's so relatable. I really do trust her because she's so vulnerable with us. That's not something I would do. I wouldn't eat those, blah, blah, but cool. Um, you know what else is true is I travel, um, when I travel, a lot of times, this is a, a way that I stay in touch with people who I have been close with at other parts and points in my life. I'm not a great uh, staying in touch guy. Like, that's not really my thing. You know, some people are like uh, really good at that. That's not my thing. Um, I, uh, 
I cut you loose into the wind as soon as I can no longer see you. So, um, but I have this great job that allows me to like travel through different towns and then people I went to college with or whatever. But one thing that happens a lot is that um, exes, exes, I see exes at shows. One time I was doing a show and uh, my first girlfriend, my second girlfriend, and my last boyfriend were all in the audience. That was fun, and I'm like, have a good relationship with all of them, but I was very happy they didn't approach me at the end of the show at the same time, because I just didn't want to be like, because there was like some, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) It doesn't matter, Um, but yeah. But I I saw my, I saw an ex of mine um, at a show, she came to the show, then we went out for a drink afterwards, and she just had a baby. She just had a baby. She had a, uh, this, is a this is a lesbian uh, that is with another cisgender lesbian. They just had a baby. So my point is, like, oh, fuck! Like, I really, like, honestly, being queer person, like, I was delaying that for exes for so long. Like, that was, like, I, w- I was afforded the ability to not, like, see the children that I wasn't ever going to parent. Have you all... Are there straight people in the world th- that are here? Um, have you seen, have exes of yours had kids yet that you have seen on the internet and stuff? Yeah. A couple people. Yeah. No. In a strong no right there. <laughs> you know for a fact they don't have kids or you have never seen them on the internet? Uh, they're dysfunctional enough that they have Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck them! Um... <laughs> You know, you do know that dysfunction and kids, those things are, they don't even, there's not, they can overlap. You do know that, right? Yeah. It's not even, you don't even have to pass a test or anything. It's just, you just have to have the right, um, I think this is what happens, right? It looks like this. (laughs) Looks like you're a bully from, from uh, the fifties. That's uh, uh, procreative sex. That's what it looks like. <laughs> are you the fist or the open hand? Those are the two roles, the two gender roles. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Someone said they did. Someone has seen exes, children's. Yes? Yeah? How many exes of yours have kids? What? Why are you pointing and then silent? <laughs> None of yours do? But you pointed at this other person? Yeah, let's talk about it! Um, sorry, sorry. That was very funny. There's like apologies going over here. What? I'm sorry, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Two of your exes have kids? Um, how long after you were not with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've seen these children on the internet because of how weird the internet is? Yeah, they look just like him. They look just like him. So you hate those kids. I fucking hate those kids. Those kids hurt me. Yeah. Um, those kids have my old t-shirts. Uh, I don't know. I was One thing I was doing on the road was I was asking people about breakups that they've been through and uh, lessons that they learned from breakups. And um, one person told me that they learned how much they loved their KitchenAid stand mixer because they had broken up with somebody and then left that KitchenAid stand mixer behind and then um, broken into that apartment. which was on the second floor. Crawled in a window. 
got that stand mixer, crawled back out the window. I said, pardon me, did you consider that once you were inside, you could have uh, gone out through the door? And they said, wait, what? Why? What? Wait, what? Oh! Oh! I was like, don't worry about it. I'm sure this was recent. Like, it's like you're in the pain of the breakup still. You, like, forgot about it. I'm like, when did this happen? When did you, when did you, like, go through? They were like, 15 years ago. So in the, in the ensuing 15 years, never once were you like, I probably didn't have to scale back down once I was inside, especially with a KitchenAid. What a bulky object. How'd you even do it? None of your hands would be free. What are we talking about here? You make the cord into a backpack? What? How did you achieve this, friend? Where the mixing bowl has a hat? What? Okay, well, look. I've united you slightly. That's the goal of hosting. You come up here, you, some people will remain confused. Other people will be on board. Some people, very on board. Again, I want to point to uh, this front two section of the audience. This is where you're looking to. For your, as, this is a, the pre, these are the presidents of the audience. And they're sort of operating with behavior that I would like to see from the rest of you. Openness, laughing. Almost covering their mouths, but still allowing the sound to come out. You don't want to do... But you could do this. And let the sound slip through the fingers. Like sort of a jack-lantern. Very, very spooky. Okay. Somebody back there has an amazing laugh, and don't you hide that under some sort of basket, which prevents the sound. Okay, bye. Um, look, what I am is great host, and I'm at the top of my game also. I would say I'm rested, emotionally in a good place, and ready to be beheld by you. Um, I've got other jokes to tell you later, but up until now, I've taught you a lot of lessons. And um, friends, thank you so much. I've been great. That's right, get that energy pretty slow. And now ramp it up. Welcome to the stage, my friend and yours, the amazing Megan Gailey. Get up for Megan. Hi, the amazing, wow, that seems like I have a trick to do. Um, it's just a woman talking in public. <laughs> kind of a trick of these times. Um, okay, who saw A Star is Born? Yeah! Woo! I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, I really, and I was so excited. Like, truly, someone, I was just so, so, so excited. And it, I don't know. I thought it was just okay. I wasn't high or drunk, and that's how I see most movies, and I blame it on that. Um, I did love it. It had one of my favorite tropes, so I'm not giving anything away. Um, it had a manager who's British. Yes, that is, if you, if there's ever a British manager in a movie, they're going to be bad. Like, 100%. If I had a friend in real life who had a British manager, I'd be like, you need to fire them. Like, he, oh, he was, he was like, Ali, that was unbelievable. It's like, you're the devil. Uh, you're the devil. She shouldn't sign with you. Just get someone from Michigan, you know? Like, 
I was at um, I was at the mall last week. I love malls a lot. Um, not outlet malls anymore. They've kind of let themselves go. Uh, and I was walking, and these two teen boys walked by me, and one said, "Okay, Milf." <laughs> And like in that moment, I was like, am I upset? And then I immediately was like, this is the compliment I've been looking for. Like, I was like lit up from the inside. Like, oh my God, that is amazing. Yes, I like even turned to be like, are there any other eligible MILFs? No, it's me. And then, and then I remembered I don't have kids. So then I was like, well, do I have to tell him? Like, is that a deal breaker for him? You know, like, what if I'm just like a woman in her 30s who believed in herself too much? <laughs> You'd like to fuck. Uh... <laughs> I, have an, I have an IUD. I don't know why I always do that. Like, it's a sword inside of me. <laughs> It is kind, I mean, they, okay, people of Wood, they do this really fucked up thing. They like put you in the room with the box the IUD is in with just alone and you see it and you're like, well, that can't go there. Uh, That is giant. That is crazy. This is not American Ninja Warrior. This is, where is that going? And they do, they put it in. I don't know how, I didn't look. Um, My gynecologist is a woman. I'm not a psychopath. And... Oh, it's so strange. Um, when I first went to her, she was like, my claim to fame, I have the smallest hands at UCLA. And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, is that on your card? That's amazing. I fucked up, though, because I got this IUD put in the same day that the Cleveland Cavaliers won Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. That seems, like, mundane. Doesn't matter. My boyfriend loves LeBron. Like, he waited at Blaze Pizza and LeBron never came. Like, he's a grown man and he owns more LeBron than anything else. It's very, very strange. And LeBron had maybe the greatest game of his career the day that I did this amazing thing for our family, truly. So I'm, like, laying. I'm hoping there's going to be flowers, a balloon. I don't know, like an IUD cookie cake. And he's just running around the house being like, LeBron had a triple-double. And I'm like, yeah, and I just had the block of a lifetime. But I guess I didn't throw enough powder in the air before I did it. We, uh, we went to Bruno Mars on Friday um, in Brooklyn. I don't need to think I'm lying. I know he's here next week. If you don't have tickets, you should go. <laughs> I mean, he's great. Um, oh, it was so good. Yeah, I went to Bruno. I was on Molly, um, which was awesome and fun until I got to the concert and then I was seated next to a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> And I just loved him so much. Like, truly was just like, you're my boy. Like, you're not supposed to be around kids on Molly because you don't know how to behave. I just kept looking at him going, you have a really cool mom. (laughs) And I was like dancing, but like trying not to like feel myself too much. Uh, And then I was like, oh, I'm the old woman on drugs. Like... (laughs) I've reached old woman on drugs age. Like, he's going to do Molly for the first time and be like, oh, that old lady was on drugs at Bruno Mars. 
I saw Beyonce on Molly. I do Molly for every concert. Um, yeah, I don't really like standing or people or music, but I love Molly. So I can do it if that's... And like Beyonce on Molly, I, I had just gone through a breakup. And so everyone's like, oh my God, that must have been so amazing. It, it wasn't because in my relationship, I was the Jay-Z. <laughs> so then you're just on Molly being like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, I did pick Becky with the good hair. Uh, but in the shape of a man, and he actually didn't have good hair. Uh, it actually doesn't really even have, like, a sharp edge in his body. Um, I got really, really expensive face cream. I bought La Mer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough to be like, it's expensive. I need to like tell you. You need to be like, oh no. <laughs> She's breaking down. Um, yeah, in times of distress, I'm like, let's invest in my face. Um, Le Le I almost called it LeBron. Um, it, it is the LeBron of face cream, definitely. It's expensive and it works hard. It hasn't opened a school yet, but fingers crossed. Um, La Mer, for those of you that don't know, um, it was developed for burn victims. That's what age I'm at. I'm at burn victim age where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This thing developed in like a lab. No, I need something from the ER to smooth out these wrinkles. It is a weird time, you know? It, I love, I love that. I love men going, we're not all bad. We're not all, of course you're not all bad. Some of you aren't rich enough to be bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to times up your Taurus. <laughs> I've been watching a lot, of, a lot of HGTV. HGTV honestly has like the highest ratings of any other cable network because it's it's like non. It's it, everyone's happy. It's fine. I do love it, but I have one problem with it. It's too Christian, and it it like every couple on there is like, we got married when we were 14, and now we flip churches, and you're like, uh, <laughs> fuck. No one's ever honest. No one just ever like, oh yeah, he got laid off. I had a miscarriage. We're going to give this a go. <laughs> Everyone thinks they deserve a fucking beautiful, crazy kitchen. It, it's the most delusional people on TV or on HGTV. They're fucking insane. Their budget is $12 and they're like, I want my whole house made of granite. And it's like, well, try again. Uh, there was a woman on, she's like, my number one deal breaker is I must have a gas stove. That's my number one deal breaker. It's like, your husband has a soul patch. <laughs> so your priorities are all out of whack, okay? All right, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey, PYHD listeners. Paul F. Tompkins, Lauren Lapkus, and Scott Ackerman started a new podcast together here on Earwolf. It's called Freedom. There's no guests. No complicated premise and no characters. It's just three hosts trading stories and making fun of each other. They talk about everything from weird stories of their childhood and trying to figure out what the show should be called. Friends, I like Paul, Lauren, and Scott. They're people I've known for a long time. Individually, each is talented. Together, what a gem! The first two episodes are out free in all podcast apps. There's a new episode of Freedom every Thursday. Check it out.
Let's hear for Megan one more time. She's right. The amazing Megan Gailey does sound like a really wonderful magician. Not wrong, not wrong. Friends, do you have it in your hearts uh, to keep the show right on rolling? Yeah. Should, we, should we keep it going? Yeah. Oh, well, that's great news because we've got another awesome comic coming up next. Very funny person. Let's hear it for Chris Cubis. Give it up. Yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm from Texas, so I'm sorry. Uh, we're, uh, we're ruining everything. Um, it is nice to be in a place where everything isn't shaped like Texas. You know, they love that state too much. Everything is shaped. You get a waffle shaped like Texas. You go to McDonald's, the side of the cup says, don't mess with Texas on it. And I was like, that's weird to my friend. And they said, no, that's an anti-littering campaign. And I said, no other state personalizes McDonald's cups. They don't do that in other places. You don't go to New York and they're like, fucking forget about it. McDonald's, like, that's not. Can I brag for a second? Thank you. I got to make a documentary this uh, recently. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It is called Chris Gets Money. Here's why I'm bragging about it. That name is awesome. And secondly, here's why I'm bragging about it. Uh, the entertainment industry is a scam. It's just a hustle. It's just people stealing money from each other. And I scammed the shit out of these people. At a pitch at this network. I said, uh, I said, I want to make a documentary. Tell white people you want to make a documentary. It's their favorite. <laughs> a little advice. They said, okay, what, uh, what about? And I said, I want to make a documentary about income inequality. And they said, that's a hot button issue. What's your angle? Like, what's your pitch? And I said, you give me a bunch of money, and I get to live like the 1% for 30 days. And they said, we love it. <laughs> And I said, I thought this up on the bus. You're bad at business. <laughs> but it exists. There's evidence. You can watch it. I got to move into a, ma like a fancy rich people neighborhood for 30 days. It's nice out there. They got hummingbirds. <laughs> they don't even have hummingbird feeders. Just the natural flora and fauna of wealth just attracts hummingbirds. They got cul-de-sacs. We call them dead ends. They have cul-de-sacs. It's nice when you say it in French. Here's what I learned about rich people. They do not like to talk about money. My neighbor was rich. My neighbor was Michael Dell, as in Dell Computers. He owned a mountain. It had a, uh, he has a, a, what those giant telescopes, what do they call it? it uh, they go to a la la land and she flies around, what's it called? Observatory. Rich people don't like to talk about that shit. I make rich, every, every rich person I met, I'd be like, hey man, how you doing? They go, I'm good. I'd be like, how much money you got? <laughs> I got no coos. <laughs> they all say the same shit. <sighs> I'm comfortable. <laughs> Motherfucker, sweatpants are comfortable. I asked you a question. I need numbers. <laughs> ask a poor person. You don't even have to ask a poor person. Walk up to the bus stop. Hey, man, how you doing? I got $8. They'll just yell at you. <laughs> I'm trying to be woke. They tell you you're supposed to do that. But I'm 40, so I'm still a little sleepy. 
I got mostly on the right side of shit, but then I fuck I fuck up sometimes. <laughs> like when uh, like when a celebrity's nude leaks, and you're not supposed to look at it. I look at I look at every one of them. <laughs> what am I? When did that happen? Am I supposed to want to see famous people naked? What's the point of famous? It's not even sexual. If you told me right now that Richard Dreyfuss's penis was trending on Twitter, do you think I'm not gonna look at that? Of course I am. You think I don't want to see Mr. Holland's opus? Of course I do. <laughs> Mostly, on, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be empathetic. That's where I'm at. Like, I, here's a, this is a hot take. I feel bad for old white men. I said it. I'm the last person on earth. I get it. But I, here's my, here's my point, man. Life came at them fast. Their whole life, you couldn't tell an old white dude nothing. They were untouchable. Then that. The world just passed them by. They weren't ready for it. Like, like their son makes like a political post on Facebook, and they think they have like a real innocuous comment. So they're like, I think both sides bear some responsibility. Then 90 people send them pictures of Michael Jordan crying. They're getting called the N-word by an anime character. They don't understand the world anymore. Which is why I have advice for old white dudes. There's not a lot of you here, but y'all have uncles. I get it. You can have uncomfortable thoughts it happens to people the point of life is to be better tomorrow than you were today so you can have a racist thought a homophobic thought it happens learn from it get better and most importantly keep it to yourself (laughs) that's why they call them thoughts they stay up here in your brain box then you still have a job it's not that hard I'm not better. I'm not better than anybody. I can't, I have, I'm not better than anybody. I was at the grocery store like two weeks ago and I saw two dudes walk in holding hands. That's not weird. Grow up. It's 2018. I, I know what weird is. I used to go to those porno uh, jerk-off booth stores. I, look, I don't like your privilege. I don't like... I'm 40. We had a forage for pornography. We weren't just at our fingertips. Here's something you don't know about those booths. They have what's called a peekaboo window. So it's your booth, there's a booth next to you, there's a window in the wall between, each side has a curtain, so if you both raise your curtain, you can watch each other. I've never, I've never raised my curtain. That's not a judgment, that's fear. That's fear, here's what I'm, here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what I'm afraid of, I'm afraid I'll hear him raise his curtain, so I raise my curtain, and then he lowers his curtain. I don't need to feel that. I don't need to feel that rejection in my life. It's hard enough out here. My point is, two dudes holding hands in a grocery store is not weird, but they were both like six, 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 seven, like NBA height. And for a split second in my head, I was like, they can't be gay, they're too tall. I thought that in earnest in my heart. So you know what I did? I shut the fuck up and I just kept shopping. I, I bought some cheese and some pepperoni. And I thought about it. I was like, of course you can be gay and tall, Chris. That's a stupid thought. Think you're doing it right? You should both be tall. Gay or straight? Physics. That's physics. I don't understand how Shaq has sex with anybody. That doesn't make sense to me. The world should just be a bunch of stains where Shaq tried to fuck someone and they exploded. Like that should just be... I'm a Chris Cuba. Thank you guys.
amazing job, right? Yeah. Oh, is there anybody fun to t- that I should speak to about how their lives are going? I'm just trying to see what your faces are. Does anyone want to be spoken to? I already spoke to you. Everyone you dated is a mess. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That person's crushing it, obviously. Current relationships are always killing it. How are you doing? You seem friendly. Yes, this person. Yes, this friendly smiler. Yes, you. Good. Yes, how did, what did you do today? Work. What do you do for a living? I'm a preschool teacher. You're a preschool teacher? See, I fucking knew it. So much smiling. <laughs> oh, my mom's a preschool teacher. And, uh, is it fun? Yeah. You like your, yes? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? how long have you been doing that? They're young. Yeah, like three years old. Yeah. Oh boy. And then you're. And then you still want to be out in the night? I feel like you should be exhausted, right? Go to, go home. <laughs> Leave the show. <laughs> Do you, um are the kids in your class getting pretty fucking stoked for Halloween? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's on the horizon. It's a big deal. Honestly, yeah. biggest kid holiday. I think of all of them. What uh, do you dress up? Oh yeah. What do you What are you gonna be this year uh, for your for your kids? <laughs> do you know the song um, Baby Shark? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I do know the song Baby Shark. Yeah, there's a baby shark there's and a then mom. Like, of it. And yesterday I found that there's like an R&B remix of it. Yes. With like these guys in sweatsuits and shark heads. Uh huh. Have the kids in your class seen this, or are you just gonna be like, honestly, this is a deep cut from something? And they'll be like, we get it, we're three, but we get what the internet is. We understand deep cuts. We're from now. We're not you and your three. Some kind of idiot. Uh, that's cool. probably what I would say too. <laughs> Shark, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> My mom, for Halloween, what she does is puts witch legs under all the coming, sticking out of all the objects in her classroom. <laughs> My mom's funny and I like her sense of humor. <laughs> That's what she does for the children that she's with. There's just witch legs sticking out. What happened? You know what happened. She got smushed! (laughs) That's funny, Mom! Sometimes when it isn't Halloween, she wears a wig to take... Because she has to pick the kids up out of their cars. She, like, goes and escorts them into the uh, schools so that the parking lot will be safe. Uh, and uh, sometimes she just puts a wig on just to see if the kids notice she's wearing a wig. Because, like, you're three, you're just, like, we were trying, you're, like, trying to pay attention to... What's around me? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. P- you want to try that? You want? Do you want to try that idea? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they wouldn't at all. Yep. Well, see so then... You're going to teach them about object permanence. 
Snow on my face. Uh, well, it was very nice talking to you. Thanks for doing that job, working with tiny children. Um, I think your shark's going to be a big hit. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> so it's just a sweatsuit with a shark head, is what you're saying? Yeah. There's like five of them. Yep. 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 It's always good when you have a Halloween costume, then you're like, I'm, hang on a second, I'm this! (laughs) (laughs) That's very accurate. (laughs) Should we keep the show rolling? Yes! I knew it. Oh, always happy to have this person on the show. Please welcome back to the stage, Samson McCormick. Give it up for him. Come on. This week's episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Evelyn and Bobby. Frustrated by years of discomfort and puzzled by the lack of innovation in intimate apparel, Brie McKean founded Evelyn and Bobby to make smart, functional bras and knickers that do the job. Evelyn and Bobby rejects outdated assumptions in order to create beautiful, purposeful products that make people's lives better. Their unique softness combines with smooth, flat seams to offer a fit so comfortable you forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby's underwear comes in three silhouettes, thong, bikini, and shorts. I'm like a shorts guy kind of myself. With four-way stretch that moves with you. And because nude is not one color, very true, Evelyn Bobby's complexion palette was specifically developed to match a full range of skin tones to seamlessly blend under light colored clothing. Oh yeah! Visit EvelynBobby.com, EvelynBobby.com, and use code PYHT to get your own free pair of underwear with any purchase. It's a $28 value if you just use the code PYHT at EvelynBobby.com. That's E-V-E-L-Y-N-B-O-B-B-I-E.com. Visit and get your pair today. Give it over, Samson! He's, he's great! Hey, we got two comics left on the show. Two comics left. Oh, isn't that sad? Only two comics left, then you have to go live the rest of your fucking lives. Without me! Without them! But wait, I've got great news. I've got great news. We've still got two comics left! Oh, including this next comic, please welcome the stage. Let's j- j- keep keep it! <laughs> Jessica Seely, give it up for her! Come on! make noises okay i'm gonna start off really positive tonight uh i just want to say in these times it's really important that we take really good care of ourselves (laughs) i take care of myself um four or five times a day and uh i'm really good at it i'm really amazing and have any of you ever had an orgasm that's so good that you just like, like... Yes. <laughs> that you just come? <laughs> uh, that you... J- okay, you just like have visions and shit, like you see like colors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yes still? 
still good uh i had this orgasm recently as i was coming it was so intense that i just saw the chicago bulls logo (laughs) and i didn't know what that meant so i saw it as a sign that i should smoke some pot and watch space jam (laughs) and i was like we are gonna be all right Although I have had a yeast infection since the election, um, and that's the only political thing I'm going to say tonight. Do any of you, I live here, recognize me uh, from your local Tinder app here? You might not recognize me because I don't look like my picture at all. (laughs) I do that game. And I think it's really fun. I think it's funny to show up on a date and just watch disappointment wash over somebody's face. You're awing, but it's so funny to me because it's like, they're still going to fuck me. It's (laughs) it's never stopped anybody, you know? And uh, Tinder's a bad time, but I like it as a comedian, like, being on the road, because I don't know anyone, and, like, um, I'm alone. And uh, I like to be able to just go on a thing and get messages that say, hey, hey, hey. And I always say, like, hey, it's my last night in town, you know, <laughs> so help. And, uh, and it's a weird time, like... I was in Chicago last week, and I got and I got this message from a guy. It said, um, "Hey," and um, and then I messaged back and said, um, "Hey, it's my last night in Chicago." And I swear to God, he messages me this back. He says, "Okay, well, I'm a single father, and I just have my daughter for tonight, but I'll try to figure out something to do with her." Um, so when I hooked up with him, (laughs) at one point I held him really tightly and I said, I miss you, daddy. (laughs) That's just the psychological warfare that I'm conducting over this nation. I don't think it's necessarily helping. Do you guys believe that love can save us all? Okay, uh, Tinder's not a good romantic place. I think what I'm going to start doing to meet people is I'm going to start going to um, uh, Renaissance fairs. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to kill it at a Renaissance fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at me. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily meet all the beauty standards of today's era. But if you look at any Renaissance painting ever, it looks exactly like me naked. (laughs) Just like pale and lumpy and like a weak chin and like all of this. It's like, here's my spaniel. I feel like I'm going to show up to her. I don't know if that's the right era, but I feel like I'm going to show up to a Renaissance fair and somebody's just going to immediately be like, damn, thou art fair. I'm a, I'm a bisexual person. Thank you. Same person that wooed to the masturbation earlier, by the way. But most of you were pretty bored by that. And I get that. It's, you laughed too hard at that. You're like, I was so bored. 
I get it's the most boring sexuality you can have. You left again. Oh my God. It's like literally saying whatever. I don't, I don't know. But I don't like it when people tell me, Jessica, I don't believe that bisexuals exist. Cause that makes me very nervous. You know what I mean? I like start trying to put my hand through walls and shit. I'm like, huh? Um, but I, I hang out with a lot of straight men um, cause I do stand up comedy. Um, I hope all of you know that's what is I'm doing. Um, and uh, you know, I, I have a lot of guy friends. I love them very much. They're very funny, very special. They're bad people, but um, I was hanging out with one of them recently. He's like, Jessica, I don't believe that you're queer. I just think you're like too immature to fully respect the role of masculinity in your life. An argument, by the way, that got started because I said I was more attracted to Frodo Baggins than Aragorn. <laughs> Not necessarily Elijah Wood, but Frodo. <laughs> you know, I'm not into feet, but... <laughs> um... Anyway, so my friend, I was like, look, man, I'm not a straight girl. Like, that's a thing I totally know. You know what I mean? I've done the research. It's been peer-reviewed. The results are in, like, you know? And uh, he was like, if you're not a straight girl, then prove it to me. So I slept with him and was like, would a straight girl have done that? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we come. So, uh, listen, I really, I really believe in you guys. <laughs> and uh, your ability to make... I thought saying something positive would be better than um, ending strong. <laughs> so, you know, uh, do what you're doing and... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. That's great. That's a very funny person. Jessica was on the show last year, but I think I missed that show. And so, like, that was my first time, I think, seeing that comic. And there was a really funny, funny person. Yes, I love seeing new comics. Okay, well, we've got one final comic on the show, and I've seen this person before, and they are funny. <laughs> this has been a great show. Like, really, hasn't it? Hasn't it been? Yeah. Really? yeah. Well, hey, keep it going for Cornell Reed. Give it up for Cornell. Yeah. Hey, keep it going for Cornell. Yeah. And in fact, why don't you? Who's going to say, why don't you keep it going? Keep it going for Cornell, and, and then why don't you keep it going? It's too many keep it goings. I, keep it. Let's hear it for Cornell. Yeah. And keep it going for everybody else you saw this week. I fucking nailed it. I nailed it. Two takes Esposito, you know? It was, you all were great. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. I will see you here next week. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. 
episode of Put Your Hands Together is sponsored by Evelyn and Bobby. Evelyn and Bobby creates purposeful, beautiful products to make lives better. They've created the best underwear ever, combining unique softness with smooth, flat seams that offer fits so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing them. Evelyn and Bobby come in three silhouettes in one size that fits many with four-way stretch that moves with you. Visit EvelynBobby.com and use PYHT to get a free pair of underwear with any purchase. That's a $28 value only when you use the code PYHT at EvelynBobby.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.